Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. I'm a retired financial advisor, and I've been doing this gig, this YouTube gig, since November of 2019. And it's changed. It's changed a lot because I become aware of a lot. And, and it's becoming more and more apparent to me because of my career as a financial advisor. I know a lot of things and I take the, I assume that everybody knows them uh, that could help a lot of people change their lives. And so I want to emphasize and and help people understand how to make better investment decisions and how to invest in their future. And I've realized that where I can make the most difference is in young people, people who are 30 years and younger. If I can teach them what I know, because what I've come to realize in the financial world very early on, it's not what you know that hurts you, and it's not what you don't know that hurts you. It's what you don't know that you don't know. And the biggest area of that, that most of us don't know that we don't know, is how our tax system works and how there are built-in advantages for those who know how to use the tax system to make them wealthy. But most of us basically give, here, here's my numbers. You figure out my taxes. And so you never learn the tax code. And so you never learn how to get wealthy. And then there's also investing. So what I've gone on a campaign to do is to teach you how to become wealthy. And I'm changing my emphasis or moving my emphasis periodically into the 30 and younger crowd. That's where I can make a difference. I did a video uh, last Friday and it was, uh, this is a, a, a thumbnail that I used, how you can turn $100,000 into $11 million of tax-free. That's That was all about um, how, if you'll start when you're 18 years old, and you'll start with a contribution of $100 a month, how as you then increase it to $6,000 a year, you can you can accumulate eleven million dollars in a Roth IRA. Then uh, before that, on April eleventh, I explained what would have happened if in twenty ten you had put six thousand dollars in a Roth IRA in Bitcoin. How you'd have four billion dollars today. And then even before that, on April. The second, I explained in detail what a Roth IRA was. I titled the, as the thumbnail here says, the best illegal or the best legal income tax dodge that the government has ever given us. So if, if, if only that, that, those videos and this video is a course in how to become a billionaire using investment opportunities and putting the tax laws in your favor and starting young. So now I want to take it one step further. And that is to say, how do you pick the stocks, the, the, the investments that you put inside that IRA or that Roth IRA? And how is it going to make a difference in the overall end result? So that's what this video is about. It's, it's, I guess it's course number four 
in becoming wealthy using IRAs. But it's not financial advice. This is me sharing my knowledge with you. And I need to tell you how this came about. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. I have a tribe. Uh, we, it, the tribe consists of uh, a group of people. Uh, the overall part- uh, membership, I think, is up to 18,000. But we have a group of people who are very active, and, and about 2,000 of them. And every Friday at the close of the market at 3 o'clock Central Time, I have a Zoom call where we talk about what happened in the market last week and what we think is going to happen in the future. And uh, in the call, John, John is a, um, he, he's a uh, appraiser in New York City. In fact, he has a, a Facebook page called Ask the Appraiser uh, that you need to look at. But he asked me the question. He said, Carrie, next week is tax week. We have to have our taxes in. And he says, and I always make my IRA contribution uh, in, in tax week for the coming year. And he said, where would you, if you were me, where would you invest that? And my first statement, and he said, would you invest in Apple? Oh, no, in, in Google and Amazon because of their upcoming split? And I said, well, John, I did a video on the, the Google and the Apple split. Why wouldn't you invest in it? But, I, but yeah, I think that would be good. So I, I, I slept on it and I thought, John, no, I, I'm not so sure that's what I would do. Um, I think that would be a conservative investment, John. I'm going to, and John is probably uh, in his 50s. I'm going to speak today to the 30-year-olds, and I'm going to talk to you about a moonshot. And I'm going to talk to you about a, an opportunity for you to make a tremendous amount of money if you'll do a little work. So let's go to my computer and let me walk you through what the potential of being a consistent $6,000 in investor in an IRA and three options for choosing what you invest in. Let's take a look at this. Okay, you made the decision you're going to start an IRA. Let's assume some things. First of all, you're 30 years old, okay? And you're going to make your maximum contribution, which is $6,000. Now the question is, first of all, where, what, where are you going to invest it? Now, let's say you're a conservative investor, and so you're going to invest it in an index fund, and you have chosen the S&P 500. Well, it's easy to determine that historically, over the last 50 years, the NASDAQ has returned 8%. So in our planning, let's plan for an 8% return. Does that make sense? Okay. But wait, but wait, let's look a little deeper. Let's get a little bit more aggressive. The NASDAQ market has returned better, and there is a QQQ, uh, which has given you a 13% return over the last 50 years. Hmm, well, that's interesting, Carrie. 
Maybe we should put it there. Well, no, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's, let's go for the moonshot. What's the moonshot? That's where you say to yourself, where is the country? Where is the economy? Where is the world going to be? What is it going to look like when I'm 65 years old, when I'm going to access this money? What's it going to look like? I think if you look back on history, and I'll take you there, you can expect a 33% return on your IRA. If you can look into the future after looking at the past and saying, ah, what's the world going to look like in, what would that be, 2056? Okay, how can we determine what the world will look like in 2056? Well, why don't we go back 30 years and see what it looked like back then? Okay, here we are. In 1982, we started the digital revolution. Ah, yeah, and that was the birth of Apple and the birth of Microsoft, which then gave birth to Amazon, which gave birth to NVIDIA, which gave birth to Google, and which gave birth to Facebook. Okay, so in other words, this digital revolution gave birth to these companies. Can I find those companies today in this world that's going to evolve into what Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, Google, and Facebook are today? I think I can. Okay, so then with that in mind, what kind of return since 1982 did Apple give me? A 36% return. Whoa. How about Microsoft? A 33% return. And Amazon? Oh my God, that's a 75% return. And NVIDIA 60, Google 25, and Facebook 37. Wow. If I average all those together, that's a 44% return. There's my moonshot. But I'm going to gear it back. And I'm going to say it's just a 33% return. Is that reasonable? Can I look forward and come up with who the companies are that are going to give me a comparable but less return than the digital revolution gave me. I think I can. So, okay. So, are we comfortable? We can be conservative and invest in the 8% return, a little more aggressive, and get 13 Or we could really study this and get a picture of what the world's going to look like in 2056 and get 33 All right. What's the end result? Well, let's go down. If I get my 8% return, I got $2.9 million. Oh, but wait! If I do the NASDAQ and get a 13% return, I've got $16.49 million. Oh, no, no. The moonshot, 33%. A conservative moonshot. I think... That's more than a million. I think that's $17 billion. Okay. I've got something to dream about now. I've got a map. Now, the decision is, 
Do I put it in a conventional IRA where I get to deduct my $6,000 a year from my taxes? Or do I put it in a Roth IRA and then wait? And in my conventional IRA, traditional, I will then pay the taxes when I take the money out of my IRA. Okay, under a traditional IRA then, uh, I'm going to have to pay taxes. And I've geared that towards that you can manage your taxes and they don't raise the taxes and you only pay 15%. Now the reality is you may pay, particularly if you've got this kind of money, you may be paying 25 or 30%. But in the Roth IRA, it's all tax-free because I don't get to deduct it when I contribute. So there's a difference if I use the S&P 500 of $443,000. Wait a second. If I use the NASDAQ, there's a difference of $2.4 million. And wait a second. Look at that over there. Look at that over there. That's a difference of $2.6 billion. And what did you have to do to get this? Whichever, whichever avenue you choose, you win. You have to make a commitment this year, when you're 30 years old, to make a contribution of $6,000 a year for the next 30 years. Actually, it's more than the 30 because I've taken it up to 77. But you get the drift. Then the next decision you have to make is where am I going to invest it? In index funds or am I going for the moonshot? And am I, do I understand the difference? And am I willing to pay the taxes year after year on the 6000 that I'm putting in to the Roth. Because I believe if you're 30 years old, there's no decision to be made here. You put it in a Roth and you get whatever you end up with, whether and however aggressive you are, you end up with 2 million or 2.9 million of tax-free money, 16.5 million of tax-free money, or 17 billion in tax-free money. Okay? So, now the question is, I know what I'd do. I know what I'd do. Where do I go? Where do I invest to get the moonshot? That's the question. Okay? The, the other decisions have been made. The question is, where do I invest to get the moonshot? Where do I invest to find the next Apple, the next Microsoft, the next Amazon, the next NVIDIA, the next Google, the next Facebook? Where do I find those? That's the exciting part. That's the treasure hunt. And let's go and do that. I think you can see where I lean towards. And let me share with you why I lean that way. This here is a graph of the... Um, of the NASDAQ market over the last 20 years, and it takes in, as you'll see, the title has changed, the digital revolution, 
um, the e-commerce revolution, the social media commerce revolution, the EV revolution, and then going into the, I think we're going into the uh, health cure revolution and the energy revolution. And that's where I think the real potential is. And, and it's again, it's all based on change. The coronavirus is the most important change that has happened in my 77 years of life. That takes in World War II. Uh, That's how World War II was how the United States became the superpower. Uh, Europe was devastated. They had no manufacturing capability. Uh, They were on their knees, and the United States raised their hand and said, we'll become your breadbasket and we'll become your manufacturing hub. And oh, by the way, we'll build a navy to protect the goods that we're going to make and ship to you uh, to get you back on your feet. And the United States became the superpower. That is exactly what happened. Now, we then, that was in 1945. It, it all happened in Bretton Woods when the Allies met together and created the plan as how to go forward. Now we come to... Um, March of 2020, and we have the coronavirus. Now, the World War II brought the world, certain parts of the world, to its knees. But the coronavirus brought the whole world to its knees and created a whole new monetary policy. We flooded the economy with, with, um, with funny money, and funny money drops out of the sky into your hands, goes through your hands, and ends up in somebody's pocket that doesn't need it. And so they invested, and that's what's happened and why the, the market has exploded. But that change, just like World War II created a new superpower, is going to establish, the coronavirus is going to establish who is the next superpower. Well, we know Vladimir Putin raised his hand and said, hey, consider me. We know Xi Jinping has raised his hand and said, hey, consider me. And we know Joe Biden has raised his hand and said, wait a second, that's our role. That's where we're going to be. And we're going to need to do some things in order to establish and maintain that position, or it's going to be taken away. So where is, does this change have to occur? Well, number one, it can never happen again. We can never have a virus again like that. So we have to change the health care. We have to go towards health cure rather than health care. And we have genome sequencing and genome editing and a targeted uh, gene, uh, protein editing to do these things. We have artificial intelligence that is cutting the time down to create a vaccine or an antibody from six years and $2 billion down to six weeks and much, much less. So that is change. We know that as a result of the coronavirus, we have a broken supply chain. We gave up our manufacturing 20 years ago for cheap labor, and we sent it off to China. And now we're trying to decide, how are we going to get it back? And we're going to have to, we have to reinvent manufacturing in the United States. But wait, labor differential makes that difficult. But wait, 3D printing and robotics can change that. So there's an opportunity there. Then there's cybersecurity. The the next big world war will not 
be an airplane flying over and dropping a bomb or even launching a missile. No, it'll be shut down, shut down the uh, power grid. Turn the lights off all across any country. Turn off the, the, the shut the valves off so oil and gas cannot flow through to the country. That's the next thing. Shut down everybody's internet system. That's the next area of opportunity, cybersecurity. We've talked about 3D printing and robotics. Then we have the other change that has occurred is the Russian-Ukraine war. Basically, if you've read the um, Accidental Superpower, um, you knew of this was coming. It's, it's in, in Chapter 10 called The Players, and on page 186, it tells you that Russia's going to invade Ukraine. The interesting thing about that is this book was written in 2017. But it's all there. So if you understand socioeconomics and political power, you knew it was going to come, and you know where it's going from there. They're going to go after the Baltic countries. They have to, unless we put them down. So that's change. Other change is the electronic and autonomous vehicles. What about the metaverse? And what about solar energy? So if I look forward in my moonshot portfolio and say, I'm not going to access it, I'm not going to need it until 2056, why would I invest in Procter & Gamble? Why would I invest in J.P. Morgan? Those things are all going to be changed by 2056. If I don't want to participate in the change, okay, then I'll invest in Wells Fargo. But Wells Fargo won't be here in 2056. You'll have the metaverse. You'll have, you'll have genome sequencing. You, why wouldn't you invest there? I don't know, Carrie, but which stocks should I invest in? That's the next video. That's the next video. I want to talk. I am building you a course. It started on April the 2nd. You now know how to invest in an IRA. You now know how to choose between a Roth and a traditional IRA. You now know that you, if you do it right, and you do it consistently, you won't become a millionaire. You'll become a billionaire. I want to ask you straight up, has anybody ever in your life shown you such an opportunity? You don't have to become a neurosurgeon. You don't need to become a rocket scientist. You just need to be able to come up with $6,000 a year to invest in the future. That's a college course in finance. Take advantage of it or don't. Come join our tribe. This is the kind of nonsense we play around with. Every Friday, all week long, 
don't become a neurosurgeon unless you want to and unless that's your calling. But damn it, learn how to invest in a Roth IRA in a moonshot. Talk to you again tomorrow.